Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez, a starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Buenas tardes, hermanos y hermanas, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Next Step Show con tu conservative New Yorker Peter Vasquez. Hey, I gotta ask, ¿cómo están? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should ask the Voice of Liberty who's standing right here next to me, or sitting here next to me. Señor Voice of Liberty, ¿cómo estás? Groovalicious. Groovalicious. How do you say that in Spanish? Groove. You know what? I can't even translate. <laughs> Might be kind of tough. Interesante stuff. Anywho. Hey, you know, I haven't I haven't brought up National Observance Days in a while. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, you know, I think today's is well, this particular observant I think everybody should know about and actually raise more awareness on it. It is the Rare Disease Day. Oh, perfect. I think so. It highlights the challenges faced by those living with rare diseases and the need for research and development. Hey, I can't argue with that. And I'll tell you, if I was one of those uh, th those people that had something rare, I would definitely appreciate, uh, uh, you know, just a little boost in the research and, and maybe even a little prayer there. But Let's I give and wipe out spondulating Opry Tychus. Hmm. I was thinking more like, Demo progressive type of itis or something like that. The whole, but not demo progressive items. Not demo. No, progressive. no, 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 no. But you know what? Today's also National Pancake Day, ladies and gentlemen. Love that. I love pancakes. Did you know that it originated as a way to use up the fatty and rich foods before the fasting period of Lent in uh, Christian tradition? So good for you. I thought so. Now Shrove Tuesday, we hear in our ear. That's uh -huh. that's where that's where you eat up all the. Uh, All the stuff that uh, you're really not supposed to be eating because it's bad for you, uh, well, uh, but also because you you want to, you know, you want to mortify the flesh a little bit here during what? Absolutely, I didn't know that either. Well, there you go, man. I am learning so much doing this show. So you know what? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of delaying because you know I haven't reported on my smoking in a while. Oh yes, but you know, let me let me share something with you first before we go there. Okay, let me just you know I was thinking about how do I because talk about embarrassment, right? I mean, talk about having to come back. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I asked you for your help. I asked you for accountability. But let me define that real quick. What is accountability, right? What's the purpose? Because you know I am running for office, and and I can just. Imagine somebody out there running against me saying, oh, gee, you know, I'm going to use that against him. But let me tell you what accountability is first. It's the obligation of individuals, groups, or organizations, right, to account for their activities and disclose the results in a transparent manner, right? It's the fundamental principle of governance, management, even personal conduct. And guess what? It is essential. It's like at the core of ensuring ethical behavior Fairness, we hear that word a lot, and more importantly, integrity. It's also essential for fostering trust and credibility. Now, you know what? I'm saying all this because although I haven't purchased a pack of cigarettes, Bob, I did smoke cigarettes. See, confession is good for the soul. 
It is. Ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. If you feel the need, and, and you know what, I deserve it. If you want to call with your 10 lashings, uh, or even just a word of encouragement to remind me that, hey, if you fell off the... Um, the, the, the wagon of anything, whether it's the, 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 the drinking wagon or the smoking wagon or the drunk wagon. Shoot, if, if you fell off the, um, the politically right wagon, you know, there's, there's still an opportunity for us to be able to, um, to kind of come back together and, uh, and, and really just, uh, just, just get back in the wagon. So, ladies and gentlemen. We will hear your confessions at 585-346-3000. Uh, yeah. Bless you, listener, for you have sinned. Just, ah, there goes the phone. Here, <laughs> we have guilty people out there. Ah, wonderful. Or chastising oh, people. But no, I'm glad they're calling if they're calling. 346-3000, let me know. Hunter Biden on line one. No, just kidding. <laughs> as long as it isn't Biden on line one. But you know what? Talking about accountability, I did want to kind of bring up uh, something that someone had sent me uh, an email on. They... Um, you know, they, they asked they asked a question in this email and just said, you know, are, are we looking at every angle of what's going on in the state financially? I mean, right now we have an AG, an AG who's kind of going after a former president. And, uh, well, you know what? I mean, there's things to kind of look at there. But, hey, before we go any further, Senor Mike Hennessy, Mike, thank you for calling the Next Step show, sir. I, I, I bring you on very humbly. As you were one of the people that gave me encouragement. Thank you for the kind words. Listen, uh, here's what I learned about quitting smoking or alcohol or anything. Never quit quitting, right? You don't give up on quitting. And you'll get it. One of these times, you'll get it. You know, when I worked with addiction for years, and when, when an addict... Uh, would fall off the wagon and you know we just he just fell down one step not the whole staircase so uh, uh, never quit giving up smoking that's all my that's all I want to encourage you hey Mike will I have you on the line can I ask you for something that some may be like oh my god I can't believe he did that on air could, could you do a quick, like, maybe five, ten-second prayer real quick for myself and any other smoker or any other person out there with addictions? I mean, this station is Absolutely. reaching far and above. Absolutely. My favorite thing. Well, you know, we, go, we say, well, let me pray about it, but it, it, the last resort is prayer, and it shouldn't be. The first resort should be prayer. So here it goes. Father, I just lift up Peter to you right now. You know what he's going through. You know the, the cravings that he has, you know, you created him, you created him with uh, 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 everything that's in him. And I thank you, Father, Lord, that he would lean on you when he needs to uh, give this up. You're going to give him the strength. You're going to give him the power. You're going to give him the, uh, uh, the discipline. And, uh, Lord, you're going to give him the forgiveness when he falls. So we thank you. There's no uh, condemnation. There's no uh, uh, accusation. There's just continue walking with him on this. And uh, you'll get there in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank, thank you there, sir. Thank you, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike, thank you so much for calling. Ladies and gentlemen, 346-3000. And, and listen, it's not that I want to make this show about me, but, but I asked you. I said, hey, can you help hold me accountable? And, you know, as I sat there thinking, because really what prompted this is someone asked me. <laughs> and, and I was so embarrassed and humiliated, Bob, that I was like, Mm, how do I answer that? And I was literally in my mind, I saw two choices. Do I just say, 
No, I haven't smoked because, I mean, I kind of did it in the closet, figuratively, obviously, um, and, 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 and or not. So you're embarrassed and ashamed because why? You smoked OPs, some, some, some cigarettes you bummed from somebody else? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Well, so I'm embarrassed because— Why would you I be embarrassed? Are you the first person who's ever done it? No, I'm not. No, you're not. And, and not. you know what else? You're not the last. But, you know, no reason why you can't pray about it. That is true. Oh, I, you know what? I, I have been. And actually, you know, just to tie it, because um, Mike is one of the first people that had called me the day that I announced I was quitting smoking, and he said, put it to prayer, and so did a couple other callers. There you go. And, uh, you know, I, I can tell you this. I can tie the fact that I was so preoccupied with some of the things that I've been doing that I hadn't prayed specifically for that, especially uh, in, in at least a few days. And the thing is, when you're fighting addiction— Listen, the devil doesn't play where he's not, uh, uh, you know, where, the, where, where he's not trying to destroy something. No, so, that, that, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's why you have to commit yourself to this idea. You're not going to get this done without God. No, no, no. It's no, not going to happen. Not. And, you know, everybody that I know for the most part, because I'm sure there's others out there that won't admit this, have said to me, I, I did this through prayer. And, and Bob, you know, and, and listeners, you know, I've done some things that, like, wow, you know, I can't believe you've done that. And I've had challenges with, pe- with people that, uh, you know, that some people may even cower away from. But for some reason, smoking cigarettes has, like, been one of my biggest issues. Carol, thank you for calling the Next Step Show. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm on my way home to let my dog out for my lunch hour. But I want to tell you, I just happened to I listen to you every day. Um, you did it wrong. This is what you got to do. I did it. I did it 35 years ago. I never, people, you know, I'm a nurse, okay, and a patient would say, oh, you smell like cigarettes. Well, I hated that. So for maybe two or three weeks, I watched people smoke, and I thought how stupid it looked. I, my clothes stunk, you know. So what I did was I didn't tell anybody. I got up one morning and I said, I hope I can get through this morning without smoking. And my favorite times to smoke were coffee, going to the John after aerobics, when I was angry, when I was happy. So what I did was I programmed myself not to do those things. It's a habit. It's not an addiction. It's a habit. I have it because nicotine's out of your body in 24, 24 hours. It's a quick narcotic. It's out, out quickly. So you have to program yourself. But the second thing is don't tell anybody and don't make your expectations so high. You just have to do it yourself. And this is the funny part of it. I quit and it was, you know, um, I go through morning, then I go through afternoon, then I go through evening, and I make myself busy, and I blah, 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 and this and that. And one day I was in the car. We were going, taking my son to a sporting event, and he goes, hey, Mom, where's your Benson and Hedges? I said, oh, I quit smoking three weeks ago. He said, what? And they couldn't believe it. I still have a pack of cigarettes in the house. Ever so often, I'll just pluck put one in my hand because I think the action of smoking is what's the most relieving. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't crave it. I don't crave it at all. It's just, uh, and when you quit, you are going to feel good. But just remember, don't ex- make your expectations so high that you feel like a failure when you, when you fall off the whatever habit it is. And I happen to work for um, an outpatient uh, addiction, chemical 
uh, Substance Abuse Center in Rochester. It's new. We just we just opened our outpatient, and um, it's a wonderful place. We do great stuff, and uh, so I'm just telling you my experience from smoking. All right, so I Carol. Hope that helps you. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much, Peter. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So, so you know what? I'm going to put that into play, too. I'm just not going to talk about it anymore and just keep it to myself, although I will tell you guys. There's a line score every day. There's no reason why you couldn't. Hey, it's day number 161. You know? No, I agree. I agree. But I kind of see her point with that, though. But I agree with uh, not smoking. Carol, congratulations to you, to you stopping smoking 35 years ago. But more importantly, I'm glad to see that someone's going home to take their dog out for lunch. We need more of that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to your conservative Eureka and Aki on the YSL stations. We'll be right back. In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Peter Vasquez and Next Step Show on the WYSL stations. And Next Steps is brought to you proudly by Ryan Murphy and Associates, residential and commercial realty appraisal, and decades of experience to serve you and your needs. Here is Peter. Welcome back, si senor, ladies and gentlemen. So you're your conservative New Yorkian. Hey, I'm going to play a clip that I've played a couple of times here. Um, that you know that I think it's worth playing quite a bit because it really talks about the importance of us paying attention and, and why. This is the Malcolm X clip. If you've heard it before, sit back, listen it again because I'm sure there may be something you miss. Um, ladies, let's not be political footballs, gentlemen. You either, Bob. Good game of power politics here in America. The Negro, namely, the race problem, integration civil rights issue are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power 
or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal, and white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football, and the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. That, ladies and gentlemen, that was Malcolm X. I talk. Of, I, I like playing that one because it really does highlight the perception, uh, or really the realities, actually, of what's happening in politics. See, as a Hispanic and, and Aisha is a black, we've been fighting against things like this for a long time. You know, it's it's being that political football. It's that, being that lied to. I do believe that there are true issues uh, in our state, in our nation, that have to do with with, with race and all that stuff, but a lot of it is perpetuated by by well by trickery, like he talks about. You know, I'll tell you here in this state, we have an, an attorney general. See, I talked about a, a, accountability earlier, holding myself accountable, asking you to hold me accountable as a radio show host, as a parent, and, and even now as a, as a potential well as your potential next county clerk, right? But th- this AG. And these political attacks that they're doing to political foes is starting to just, it's becoming so obvious, right? So I said earlier in, in the previous segment that a friend has sent me an article just kind of saying, hey, have you looked at, a, at the AG's um, uh, income? And I thought to myself, because I'm thinking, well, it's the AG. I mean, there's a state salary. I, I, the article showed her salary is $103,375 a year, right? And I'm thinking, okay, that's a little low, but modest for a public servant. But as I read it further, this woman is worth well over $4 million. And, you know, the article talks that she's raised a lot of this money uh, through marketing, entrepreneurship, and investments. I mean, it refers to her as a, as, as a clear leader in what it means to balance a person, a, an individual's personal income, I guess, and their legal stuff. But I, I got to ask, though, when you have an office, the highest office, you are the attorney, the, the top cop, I guess, right, in this state, and you have an income like that, how do you really believe, especially when she hasn't even talked about it or even addressed the first time I've heard about it? Bob, have you heard about this before? Ever heard about what? About her integrity? About her, well, that too. But the fact that she's got $4 million? I didn't know that. Uh, I, I would question where that came from. I mean, who knows? I mean, it might be family money, and it, she could have had a pack 
Uh, well, I guess a PAC can't raise money. Well, but, not but for her personally. No. Now, the article did say she had some uh, an inheritance. So, so some okay. of that is so definitely. Fair enough. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's probably not at least some of that not for us to know. Uh-huh. But I know that she's absolutely an ideologue yes. uh, in places that are completely inappropriate for her function as 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 you put it, the top cop here in the state. Exactly. She, you know, she should never have campaigned on. I'm going to get Donald Trump. That's just wrong. No, and, and, and believe me, I you know I understand a lot of people have problems with Donald Trump, but you know just vilifying him and parlaying that that could very well have contributed to that four million dollars. Well, the, and that's what I want to ask, right? Like, who? No one's asking that question. Instead, they're trying to prop her up already because I'm assuming the question may be coming soon. Um, they're trying to prop her up through these various articles and social media sites and stuff as this, you know, just dynamic, over the top, extraordinary. Type of uh, a business person, but that shouldn't be her role. Her role should be the top cop. Now, again, you know, we do things differently. Enforcing the laws, not engaging in political vendettas. Exactly. And and when we're looking to build trust in a country that's fractured, you know, my biggest question is where has the consideration, which I think is something that she should be very cognizant of, and it doesn't appear that she is, between the legal integrity that she claims to have and that everybody's saying she have and the political perception, right? I'll I'll tell you, there is nothing right now, uh, especially more so after seeing this article, that would convince me that her run against Trump or this whole push against Trump isn't politically motivated and directly coming from the White House. Well, yeah, I, but I mean, she's a she's a fellow traveler. I, some of it's coming from the White House, but she believes all this stuff. Well, I'm she's sure another she one of these it. ideologues. She's a George Soros DA, uh, as as well as we have so many of them throughout this country, St. Louis and Philadelphia and New York, uh, and uh, they're they're everywhere, and they have to be weeded out. They have to be nullified and weeded out. She's surely the, one of the apostles that Hocus Pocus had talked about that she wanted. And, and, and that is exactly what this Letitia James is. And, you know, when you look at everything they're doing, I've picked on the governor. I say picked. I pointed out facts. Um, but, you know, this issue with Letitia James is a serious issue for us to be looking at and asking the questions. If it isn't politically motivated, then you know what? You should have already opened up those books and said, listen, this, this needs to be put out there because I am going to go after a former president and I want everyone everybody to know this isn't political, but instead they're doing the opposite. As we're talking Hocus Pocus, that same individual, uh, uh, Bill, that you're, uh, you know, you guys have heard Bill right here on the, on the next, or on the uh, uh, Second Amendment show, right? And he also brought to my attention, which again is another Hocus Pocus bill, right along with the AG. It's not just the governor, it's all of these jokers. Senate Bill 138A, right, where they want to pull the, the full control, right, of firearm certifications here in New York State, excluding programs like the NRA. And you may ask, well, what the heck does that have to do with the AG? Well, let's remember what the AG is doing to the organization, NRA, right, here in New York. As a matter of fact, didn't she make it impossible for them as an organization to function here in New York State, which is one of the reasons why they left? Well, yeah, there, there was a war waged against the NRA, Again, by Albany. And again, that's wrong. And and here's the takeaway from all of this, whether it's Donald Trump or whether it's the NRA. If you think, dear listener, that you're immune to this, forget it. All you have to do is be on the wrong side of the political debate uh, now and they will they will come after you. Yep, absolutely. And, and the thing is, 
you know, I said, isn't this coming from Donald Trump? Well, I mean, excuse me, not from Donald Trump, from from Biden. Oh, my gosh, guys, don't shoot me. I, I, I You know, Bob? We know what you meant. Someone asked me if I would ever bring up Donald Trump on the show or, or anything that's, uh, that's uh, you know, kind of politically one-sided or viewed that way because I'm running for office. And I came to realize that was a serious question that uh, absolutely— the whole purpose of the Next Step show is to give people what they need to make their Next Steps decision, right? Right. Well, that, that was a plant. Obviously, somebody put that person there to ask that question so that they can use it against you. Yeah, it is. Talking about Donald Trump, boy, he's been on fire. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's lost a primary yet. Nope. Uh, I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what's, uh, what's going to happen with the uh, 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 with uh, Nikki Haley, because you know her her donor money is starting to uh, 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 dry up, and the uh, calls for her to drop out of the race are getting louder and more frequent. Yep. And when we get back, we're going to address that very issue and what we can possibly do about it, ladies and gentlemen. Soy yo to conservative New York, and aquí hoy con la voz de libertad three four six three thousand. I want to hear from you. No cambie ese dial. We'll be right back in the WYSL stations. Step show on the WYSL station. 585-346-3000 to join the conversation here. Next Step show with your host for the most years, Peter Vasquez. Your conservative New Yorker for seguro. And as we say in Espanol, este show es el show próximo pasos. <laughs> Try to pronounce that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as Bob said, 346-3000. Of course, we want to hear from you. But, you know, we've been talking about trickery in political footballs again today. Um, you know, we talked about the AG and this this uh, and this power grab that the state is doing yet yet again to, to gun owners without addressing the issue that we're having, which is a cultural issue, right? But I do believe that what we're seeing uh, nationally and what we're seeing with Trump's just dominating the uh, political field right now. And I get it. It's on the Republican side, but I don't think just so much. So, you know what? I, I, I was going through preparing for this show and I ran across a video by Janelle King where she was talking about this, you know, this, uh, you know, this flow that he's going on, this winds that he's going on. So I wanted to play a couple of clips there and discuss it. Three, four, six, three thousand. Uh, here, let's go with this clip. I, I call it the new swing voter. That I think we're missing. I believe personally that the new swing voter is not independent. It's going to be everyone who decided that they want to support a candidate outside of Biden and Trump. The new swing voter, the people that want to support somebody outside of Biden or Trump. And remember, Biden is being primaried. I don't think I've seen that in a presidential election for an incumbent. Uh, you know what? I can't remember if I've ever saw that. Has there been? Uh, you, uh, sure. Uh, I, mean, I mean, recently, though? Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I have to go, go back, back and, and double check it, but... I guess it's never been that significant. Yeah, an incumbent. Uh, that that you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. 
Anyways, 346-3000, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, if you know, let me know. But let's talk about these new swing voters. Who are they? What are they? If you are here in Rochester, if you're in the listening area, give us a call. I want to know if you're one of them. Because the way she talks about these new swing voters, it's not Republican or Democrat anymore. It's people that are just sick and tired of living in a country that forgot it's the America. It's the United States of America. They forgot it's about God, country, and family. They forgot that in this country, right, we have a constitution that kind of takes us where we're going. But I got to ask, right, because one, one, one of the things that this uh, video had talked about, um, and I think it was Nikki Haley that said it. I was going to uh, bring that clip, but... I mean, it really, it's time for her to just say, all right, I get it. I got to go. But she said if Trump can't win 40% of the vote, which I'm assuming is her voters, right, that he can't win this election. So my question is, here in in New York, we tend to get ignored by most Republican national players because it's New York. But for the national people that might be listening, why do we continue to ignore places like New York? Right. We've got political parties here that are that are warning and working actively. But I do believe, especially in today's climate, that if these guys running for president would say, hey, I'm going to stop over in New York more often. I'm going to stop on shows like, well, you know, the next step show and have a conversation with the listeners. I don't know. It just seems to make sense to me. Right. Um, Janelle talks about. Right. How is it that they believe or actually that these, you know, because these players aren't really uh, or these new swing voters aren't really part of the equation in the sense of uh, of um, what is it of polling? So we don't really know. Can we play that clip? So when you think about it, a lot of these people, a lot of these voters are not in play when it comes to polling. A lot of them will not answer these the, the phone calls that says, if you choose, if you had to choose Biden or Trump today, who would you choose? They're hanging up. So these voters are not in play. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is where I really do want you to call. Right. I know it's like a sales. Yeah, we we're just here. kidding before. Now we really mean it. Absolutely. Now I really mean it. Actually, I kind of guided this whole thing to callers. So, yeah, you're better hey, call. Quick, you're before we go me. to callers or another <laughs> cut or whatever here. Yeah, there was a. Um, um, Conservative commentator Pat Buchanan was the last major opponent uh, to a, a primary of uh, an incumbent. In 1992, he earned nearly a quarter of votes wow. across state primaries. But he lost them all to President Bush 41. To Bush 40. Oh, right, right, right. That's the second Bush, right? 41? First. No. First. First. Well, he was second one was 43. He was a pretty good president. Uh, we've only got a one-hour show here peter uh yeah pretty good president um you're talking to a non-bush fan here well i think probably a good portion of our listeners are non-bush fans i i did get to meet bush too uh for breakfast in person i got to shake his hand got a picture with him very charming uh well he's a charming did i tell i don't know if i've ever mentioned this on this show before but i got to ask him like what was his biggest regret like what did he wish he didn't do it was his education bill he he wishes he said on paper it was the best thing that he's ever seen but when it rolled out it was his biggest disappointment. Yeah, why didn't he vote it, uh, veto it? <laughs> well, I mean, it was his bill. He absolutely can't. can't why was veto it, dis- it. Dis- it's his bill? Why is it a disappointment? So, I, I think this is one of the reasons why people um, are, are these new swing voters because 
of questions like that. If it was so bad, where was the integrity? Where was the leadership? I mean, talk a lot about leadership here to go back and say, you know what? Oops, I screwed up. Let's take this back because in play, it isn't working the way it's supposed to be. Um, And that's exactly what leadership is, being able to come back. That's what accountability is. Um, But that's why I believe these new swing voters have kind of been created as a result. Um, But hey, let's let's play the third audio clip. Let's see what Janelle says on that. Well, you know, I feel like they both have an uphill battle, in a, but to, to, to two different and two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Biden, he obviously has to overcome a lot, right? He has the economy, he has the whole situation happening with Israel and Gaza and, and Hamas. So, all of that. However, on Trump's side, it's mostly rhetoric. So, I think he's in a better position to be able to win over new people. Who he selects as his VP pick is going to matter a lot because that's going to send an indicator to these voters that you hear us. So, I mean, okay, so rhetoric. What is rhetoric? I mean, I I guess when you have somebody on Fox News, Bob, saying things like it's mostly rhetoric uh, rhetoric with Trump. I don't see that. I don't think that's true. I don't think so either. I don't so, agree with that. So, but the rhetoric is definitely coming out of Biden. I mean, the lies are coming out of Biden's side. But how do we sway? You know, she was talking about let let it play out. But that brings a whole other concern to me, uh, and, and I would assume for our listeners as well, because if we're saying things like, if our suggestion from political analysts that I have to assume are great at what they do, if their suggestion is that, hey, this guy on the right... Uh, a former president is just talking rhetoric um, and just let the rhetoric go by. Well, what does that say in the bigger picture? There's another person that just jumped on. Uh, she had suspended her case um, or her, rant, her run against uh, Biden. She's jumping back in. She unsuspended her. It's uh, last name with Williams, I believe. Oh, that one. Yeah. So, first I, I name starts me. with an uh, last name Williams. From Massachusetts, I think. Something yeah. like that. Um, and, and she's jumping in because she's saying that uh, she's concerned that Biden um, is, uh, can be beat by Trump, which I do believe. Really? I mean, they already that, did. You're kidding me. Somebody actually believes that Trump could beat a oh boy. I'm telling you, she's a smart cookie. Nah, you think, man, and and the timing, and <laughs> it's it's remarkable. This 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 woman is, you know, she's got to be the head of Mensa. Well, she's an author, and I forgot what else she is. I was looking at the qualifications, thinking, "Wow, that's about as uh, as it's probably a little less than when I saw her qualifications than a community that's, organizer." That's what you need to run for president and be successful: be an author. Be an author. Well, she has perspective. However, I'm not opposed to saying, you know what, people like you and me, just regular folks walking down the streets, should be able to say, you know what, I have skills, and if they really do, should be able to go and put it up. And, uh, and and put them some ups and run, but these undecided voters, you know, we we we, we where are you? Give us a call because I really want to know. I can't imagine everybody here is saying, "Hey, I think they're all out." Talk. I think they're all out cavorting in the sun, in the sunshine and the warmth for the last hour or two. We have it. I think that's what's <laughs> going on. I think what we ought to do right now before we uh, go to another uh, cut here, Peter, let's go to break and uh, let everybody queue up on the uh, phone lines. Please, absolutely. All right, it is the Next Step Show with Peter Vasquez. Take us out there, Peter. Absolutely. No te vayas de un sitio el conservative New York and regresamos because, hey, I want to know where you stand. 346-3000, no te vayas.
In the Rochester and Finger Lakes region, one name stands above all others for real estate appraisal and advice. Ryan Murphy and Associates. This full-service real estate appraisal company can appraise and advise on purchase and sales decisions, mortgage finance feasibility, estate, matrimonial, partnership buyouts, litigation, and more for any type of property, both residential and commercial. Ryan Murphy was founded almost 40 years ago. All of our highly trained staff members have at least 20 years of experience. All our appraisers are either New York State certified general or residential real estate appraisers. Ryan Murphy and Associates. Start here. RYNNEMurphy.com. The difference is dignity. At Open Door Mission, we open our arms and hearts to help those in need. We treat every one of our guests with respect and dignity. No matter the road that led to us, Open Door Mission is here to help. Give your support at opendoormission.com. Has your favorite pizza place been letting you down? Try Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery in Avon. Not only is their pizza amazing, but their full menu and bakery has something for everyone. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery, Avon. Advertising on the WYSL stations is both affordable and effective, but it's so much more than that. When your business or professional practice has a presence on the voice of liberty, you connect with a patriotic, awake, and aware audience that cares about society, our families, our schools, our values, and our future. And our listeners appreciate you and respond. We can end the madness together. For truth and freedom, the WYSL stations, the voice of liberty. Call 346-3000 to advertise today. Next Steps with Peter Vasquez on the WYSL station. Once again, Next Steps proudly brought to you by Ryan Murphy and Associates, residential and commercial real estate appraisals. Here's Peter. Hey, Bob. I'm looking at uh, my phone, and there's breaking news coming out of Fox. It says McConnell speaks in the Senate floor after announcing his resignation. What? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, McConnell just resigned. Um, I'll have to definitely look more in that. I don't know if I should smile. Just as as speaker, or did the... uh... I can't get the details. Apparently, I don't have the right subscription. Let me take a quick look here while you... No, absolutely. I toss the football to you. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, I started off by talking uh, talking about accountability, um, and that's you know the whole kind of or the, the the whole point of the show today is to talk about what does it mean to be accountable. These elected officials, we've got power grabs going. We've got people that are making millions in elected office, and you know what? I can assure you, in the near future, here we are going to be talking about where was the AG financially before coming with the AG, right? Because I think that's important. Did we find out more, McConnell? Yeah, uh, he says he's going to step down as uh, the Senate Republican leader in November uh, after a record run in the job. Uh, let's see. He's, yeah, almost two decades he's been in that position. Wow. He just turned 82, and he was set to announce the decision today in the well of the Senate, a place where he uh, looked in awe from the back benches in 1985 when he arrived and where he grew increasingly comfortable in the front row seat. Uh, so, uh, yeah, stepping down. Well, I hope he's stepping down because he's uncomfortable. And uh, you know what, though? I do want to point out that, I mean, here in Monroe County, we have made it so uncomfortable for the rhinos that have been here before that they, they have no way back in. They're trying, but they have no way back in. Uh, and I hope that's what's happening up yeah, there. Yeah, we don't as like well. comfortable politicians. Absolutely not. Which is what ends up happening um, 
when we don't hold them accountable, when we continue to reelect them, which is why we end up with people like Louis Slaughter, rest or so, you know, who walked in, you know, middle class. Uh, Joe average. Morelli. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Morelli, who walked in middle class, right? Lives in a Ronnie Quid and now is a million. I mean, all of them are walking out millionaires. And yeah. I'm sorry, How but does this happen? that isn't a, a uh, party specific thing. Look at all of them because they are all going in poor. We the people and leaving. But there is definitely an under uh, current that's kind of stopping like that. Can we play this last audio? Uh, we can. This I appreciate that. This doesn't have to be that. the case, but when you have Biden behind closed doors saying that I support you and I stand with Israel, but then he goes out in public and he tries to straddle the fence, that's where it gets a little shaky. And these voters see that. But I think it's bigger than this. I think it has to do with the fact that they see that he can't win. And so this is another strategy to kind of continue to push him to the side, even within his own party. 14% of people in last night's elections in Michigan voted uncommitted on the Democrat line because they were not happy with his actions in Israel. 14%. But I bet you, though, see, and and the thing is, because, you know, these, I'm going to agree, there are some fake news out there, which is what makes news coming from YSL so important, because there isn't anything fake about it. It may be my opinion in some cases, but always substantiated with the facts um, as they're reported and really meant for you to think about, right? But when we talk about Malcolm X and the trickery and the political football, these are the kind of things that I think people are starting to realize as a result of shows like ours, right? That's why it's important to advertise with us. Um, because when we look at things like 14% not committable, what does that say? Well, we've got one political anal- analyst saying, hey, you know what? Um, let Trump continue with his rhetoric. That'll get him you know, over the top with the Republicans. Um, but yet Democrats are like, wait a minute, we don't really like our option. You've got a bunch of people jumping in, some of them very far progressive people just saying, you really got to pay attention. But this does provide an opportunity for people who believe in God, country, family. And the thing is this, this isn't about Republican or Democrat on the next step show. As a matter of fact, I wish more Democrats would say, okay, I'll come on. I mean, we offer, we offer all the time. As a matter of fact, Willie Lightfoot and Demond Meeks, if you want to come on because I had Marcus on, come on on. I'm going to follow up with an email, but they never come on. I was at a Second Amendment or I was at a scope meeting. The Democrat came right until I asked him a question and I said, well, listen, you're, 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 you're partying. As soon as I said that, well, if you're going to bring up my party that I'm just going to get up and leave. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's sad that you're going to hold dialogue and accountability hostage. I mean, it wasn't my party, so I didn't really push it too much more. Um, And I surely didn't want to take the opportunity from others to have a conversation with this gentleman. But this is what happened. But Republicans, 14 percent uncommitted in in Michigan. I get it. But I bet you here in Rochester, New York, and I know this because I I talk to people all the time right here in Rochester, New York, we're going to find similar people that don't feel that their party on the Democrat side has been doing them well. Now, this is the thing. Republicans, you guys haven't been doing it well for a while. And I don't mean the actual services you're doing. I'm talking about, well, just simply talking to people and understanding. So when we we are here in a position, and this isn't about turning New York State red, ladies and gentlemen. This is about turning voters to the truth so that they can understand that when we're looking at politics, we have to look at it through the lens of, of is it benefiting us? We the people, not just me, not just them. We worked really hard over the last couple of years to bring in a chairman that truly understands those kind of things, right? Now it's up to us. Now, 
I'm not going to tell you to sit there and, and pick any particular candidate on the Republican or Democrat lines. What I am going to tell you is pick up the phone and call 346-3000 and ask the questions of these politicians when we bring them on the show, right? Because that's when we can put them in the hot seat. As you noticed when I've had a couple of the politicians here, Republicans, we are surely not going to sit here and, and, and just coddle them because we want to know. I want to know. Right. Because 14 percent of these uncommitted voters in Michigan and, and, and again, the, the, what we have here in New York state want to know where you stand when it comes to that uh, proposal that's going to be on the ballot this year. Right. Because it, at this point, it's not just an issue of abortion. That's the flag that they're trying to put it under. It has everything to do with, um, well, you know, parental rights, individual rights. It has to do with the fact that a 12 year old, uh, a eight year old should not be handed condoms talking about, oh, have safe socks. I, I just ladies and gentlemen, that's where we are. So, look, if you're running for office this year, you got to keep in mind something. Right. You're not running a, a the campaign for Donald Trump or any other federal candidate anywhere else in this country. You're running your campaign and voters. You know, it's extremely important for you to, you know, for you to pay attention, listen um, and, and, and really ask the questions, especially when you're given the opportunity. Dave, thanks for calling the next step show. Hello. Good afternoon. How are we doing? We're, We're doing wonderful. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Love the show. Love the radio program. Love everything about you guys. America. Oh, good to hear. Thanks much. What, um, what's going on? So I, I want a, a question I have is what are we supposed to do when we feel like we're pouring our every heart, every our blood, sweat, tears nonstop into trying to change things, not only in our state, in our government, for freedom and it just feels no matter how much you hear about how awesome everybody's going to do and they're going to hold everybody accountable and absolutely nothing gets done it just becomes a seriously you feel like just throwing your hands in the air and saying i'm just gonna go live off grid and forget about my country and my state what what do you recommend for people like that you know, Dave, I appreciate the question, and I appreciate you calling, sir. Um, I'm going to answer that. Um, well, you know what? The simple thing is this. Don't stop. Don't stop. No. you, you got to continue. And the thing is, remember the trickery. I started off by playing Malcolm X's uh, uh, a clip about the political football. People are going to lie to you, right? They're, they're going to. They want to get elected. They have an agenda, right? But, Okay, I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second. I've been doing this for a decade and a half. I haven't been elected because I'm too honest. This is what I'm told. You're too honest. You stand with God, country, family. Uh, back during the lockdowns, they were like, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't wear a mask. I wasn't going to wear a mask. It was ridiculous to wear a mask. Everything was, you know, showed that, it, that, that they didn't work, right? So people would ask me. I'd take pictures without a mask. And they're like, hey, do you want to take a picture with a mask too? I'm like, no, right? Because that makes me a two-faced. And the thing is this, Dave. Every single election cycle, it is in your power to change that individual yes. until we get it right. Hey, Dave, get, the, get your friends and family to get to the polls. That's what we have to do here. You're going to see, I'm not going to lie to you, you're going to see the puck go into the, into the net, and you're going to hear that buzzer a lot of times uh, while we turn this aircraft carrier around. This is going to take time. 
these guys have got a uh, you know twenty five year head start on us, mm-hmm. and we have to make those changes. And where we can first make the changes, everybody show up at the polls. Seventy uh, percent of registered gun owners not voting. That's got to stop. Yep. Uh, and, and when you get discouraged, when you get upset, think about Valley Forge. And the guys that fought for us to, to save and establish this country with no freaking shoes. Absolutely. Think about the guys that fought at the Battle of the Bulge. Go up to Highland Park and walk around the Vietnam Veterans Memorial, which is you can't walk around that thing without being moved. And I know it's easy because we're used to, you know, uh, pulling that lever uh, sticking that form in the voting machine and getting the result we want. And those days are over. We have to work for it. Peter, give me the last word. Thank you for calling. Listen, if you're one of those swing voters, I encourage you to, to just let everybody know to be a swing voter like you because maybe we'll start paying attention to who's actually on the ballot and not just sound bites. Ladies and gentlemen, leadership, say it with me. Leadership is the beacon that guides me for it is through selfless service that I illuminate the way for others to find their own greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, keep us on the air. Advertise with us. NextStepShow.com Que tengan una semana bendecida y mira, nunca te olvides que aquí and the WYSL stations, La Voz de Libertad y por seguro, your conservative New Yorican, te amamos. <laughs> <laughs>